0: Welcome to Mac
1: and Jack Talks NBA.
0: Hello. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the exciting NBA draft
1: and the mega blockbuster trade with Russell Westbrook. So what do you see about the top three picks of this year's 21, 20, 21 NBA draft. What do you see in Cade Cunningham, Mac? Cade Cunningham.
0: He's athletic, but not super athletic. The first thing that comes to my mind is how well-rounded he is. He is a very well-rounded individual. He can handle the ball. He has ability to slash. He can dunk, but he's not a super high jumping. He's not a super high jumping uh, player, and he doesn't seem too athletic. He could pass decently well. Uh, I all I could really say is he has a lot of upside. And when I saw his frame, and when I found out he was the number one pick by the Detroit Pistons, I quickly asked. I think he has a very long wingspan and it was true he has a seven feet plus wingspan for a six eight guard, a small forward and so that's where the upside comes from is his ability to move laterally his size and his long wingspan will allow him to defend close from one to four and possibly
1: small fives. I totally agree with all the points that you've made. He is a very well-rounded game. I believe he reminds me of the player like Tobias Harris where Tobias Harris can do a bit of everything just like Kay Cunningham. From what I saw in the highlights, he seems more of a slasher. He doesn't really have a very streaky outside shot from what I saw, but his mid-range game is on, uh, is on point. Very fleek-like very Tobias Harris like I think one perspective that he might need to improve on in the league when he enters the league whether it's playing in the summer league or the start of the season or uh, training camp I think what the trainers should make him work on is a bit of his ball handles because he seems to tend he ten, he has a tendency to lose his handles quite frequent at times so if he's able to compact his, tighten his handles a bit more, he would be a very well-drafted player by the Detroit Pistons. But as a number one pick, I still have some doubts about it. On to the next one, which is Jalen Green. He was from uh the NBA G League Ignited. Uh... What I saw in the first thing was that he has a really quick up-tempo game. He has a really quick first step. Kind of reminds me of the MVP or Rookie D-Rose where he blows by the defender. And Scout Report has said that he has a decent outside shot. But for me, from what I saw in the highlights in the G League is the fact that His shot seems a bit more push. Maybe it'll work in the G League, but in a professional competition like the NBA where there's a lot of talented players, I think he'll probably need to smoothen out his Js a bit more. He has a very great athleticism. I think out of the three, he is probably the most athletic out of the top three draft picks this year. I think... The Houston Rockets made a very good choice by drafting Jalen Green because they also have Kevin Porter. So it'll be interesting to see the backcourt of what Jalen Green and Kevin Porter uh, Jr. will bring. Not to mention, he'll be under the the mentorship of John Wall. John Wall is well-known for being a decent, quick, like point guard. So I think they have some common points. How John Wall can use his wisdom of being in the league for so long to kind of advise Jalen Green to make sure not to just rely on his athleticism, work on his overall game, like how John Wall learned a bit way too late after his injury, where he started to shoot the three-pointers a bit more and gotten a lot better. I'll pass it up to you, Mac.
0: Yes, so Jalen Green, to me, is the more flashy player. Whereas Cunningham is more well-rounded, more stable, the more stoic, more even-keeled. Jalen Green, I might prefer him over as the number one pick. Unfortunately, I believe what's really limiting him... And separating, again, is that 7 feet plus wingspan that Cunningham has. That is something you cannot replace, something that you cannot learn or grow. It's just physical gifts, God-given gifts with your length. And because of it, you're able to play incredible, a potentially incredible monstrous defense. But just from an offensive and an eye-level test of watching these two players, Jalen Green, as Jack has said, when he's able to slash and hit the bombs, take hits, and float in midair and double clutch, it does remind me of a Derrick Rose. May not be as good as a Derrick Rose. Especially his vertical jumping is not as nearly as high as Derrick Rose because prime Derrick Rose or even college Derrick Rose head was pretty close to the rim from what I remembered. He... There are also flashes of Jalen Green being able to be a flashy passer like a LaMelo Ball, but not as consistent. The three-point shot range is not as far as LaMelo Ball. And I would say watching these forwards or guards for the top three pick this year, I would pick LaMelo Ball still higher ranked and as a better player than these two but time will tell. And so, Jack, let's talk about the third pick,
1: Evan Mobley. What did you see, Jack? I think for a 7 footer he is on the thin side because he's only listed as 215 pounds. For a 7-4, that is way too thin. Kind of reminds me of when Kevin Durant started entering the league. He was very thin, frail, fragile. Where everyone, where everyone was just pushing him. So I believe Mobley's development and towards muscle building will take a while, kind of like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, where it took some time before Giannis Antetokounmpo starts started to become what he is right now. Finals MPV and all those other on um, his resume. He has a very old-school post-up game. He has a great feel for the game, a decent handles, not bad for moving m- mobilely and for a seven-footer. I think he'll be able to good be good when in the NBA when he does switches because I think he can do a bit of wing defending. But I think what will restrict him, the fact that he hasn't really shown much of an outside shot or even a mid-range jumper kind of worries me because he'll be very limited towards what he can do for the Cleveland Cavaliers when Cleveland Cavaliers is currently on a rebuild. But I believe that with the core of uh, Mobley, Jarrett Allen, Collin Sexton, Darius Darius Garland, and Isaac Okoro, Will be pretty good for a core because you have many options. You'll see w- which which will work well together and which won't. So then you have the you have a more lenient, so you can tr- be able to trade one of them if they don't work out. So it'll be a very good trade value as a chip. What do you see? What I see with
0: Evan Mobley is that he seems to be a good rim protector. In college he is very mobile he moves very smoothly even more smoothly than jo- a rookie Joel Embiid one of the reasons why Joel Embiid was picked as a number one pick was his ability to move up and down the floor with so much ease that has diminished slightly as Embiid has packed on some muscle added more weight Has lost a bit of his health with all these injuries added up. But with Evan Mobley, this is what I see. And it might be because of his thin frame. Also, as a big man, he has really nice ball handling. Probably not as nice as a Blake Griffin in his rookie year. Or um, his... Ball handling is kind of like Jokic level. Not like Jokic level. But he has nice and smooth low post and mid post moves. That's what I see. But definitely he will need to gain some... Most definitely he needs to gain some muscles and weight. Especially in the NBA. But there were some flashes of his ability to pass... From the mid post, he has nice spin moves. He has nice hook shots, left and right. He needs to develop his jumper, definitely. He hasn't been shooting beyond the three-point line. And as we all know, in the NBA nowadays, if you do not have a solid jumper, three-point line, or even a mid-range jumper, that is really going to hurt your career. As you know, Trash Simmons. So now, on to our second topic. We want to talk about the monstrous trade of Russell Westbrook. What do you feel
1: about that trade, Jack? No holds bar. Man, I have lots to say about that. But first of all, good for... I think the winner of out of this trade is Russell Westbrook and Kyle Kuzma. Because Kyle Kuzma has been saying been uh, trash mouth trashing oh I believe I can be the number one option if I had bigger responsibilities well you went to the Washington Wizards now if you're gonna stay in the Washington Wizards or even if the Washington Wizards will keep you let's see what you can do to back up your talk to talk let's see if you can walk the walk now but the biggest winner for sure is Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is going back to his hometown Playing alongside with a great ta- his greatest talents on his teammate like an old age LeBron James and even Anthony Davis. What I see for the Lakers is that you made a one hell of a mistake because first of all, your team needed shooting, but you did not prioritize that fact. You could have even gotten Buddy Hill. But the fact that you didn't even go and get Buddy Hild, and in fact, you only went for Russell Westbrook, that means what you're trying to say is your floor spacing will be even as worse as last season, which you got out of the first round by the Phoenix Suns. That's not going to do it. You're going to rely on the person who is 28.5% in the three-point shooting percentage in 2020, and even when it was in the bubble, when you guys played him in this, uh, when you guys played each other in the bubble, how did you defend him? You just kept Frank Vogel just kept letting Russell Westbrook take the open three pointers, and he was airballing it, bricking it. So, what makes you think that he'll suddenly miraculously improve his three point shooting? To like a what even not even a to to a Stephen Curry level, what a joke! I don't think that's gonna do it. What do you see? I obviously
0: have many thoughts about this. Like you alluded to, the Lakers already had a shooting problem. The ability to stretch the defense for LeBron James and trading away Caldwell Pope, who was hitting the high thirty percent, low forty percent last season. Getting Russell Westbrook, and we've seen the experiment with Russell Westbrook playing with James Harden at the Houston Rockets. We all knew the Houston Rockets shoots three pointers, and Russell Westbrook, I believe, shot 25% off open. This is with many open three pointers that were passed straight to him right in the pocket, right in the number for an open wide three pointer for Russell Westbrook. I really doubt. And I, there can always, anything can happen, but I really doubt Westbrook could turn it around and all of a sudden become a smooth shooter. He is so controversial because, yes, he is a walking triple-double, yes, he is super athletic, and he is amazing on a bad team, on a outside-of-the-playoff-picture team, like a 10th seed, an 11th seed. He could bring the Wizards he can bring OKC into the 8th seed spot to the 7th seed spot. But honestly, if I were the Lakers GM, I would have went for Buddy Heald. I would have went for Kyle Lowry. I would have went... DeRozan would have came, but he was not a shooter. These two players are the players you want that could fit in, not have that big of an eagle, and willing to mold their game around LeBron James. I don't know, does Russell Westbrook have the temperament to subside and mold their game around
1: LeBron James and Anthony Davis not to mention the fact that during next season these three players will take up 80 to 90 percent of the salary cap of the team which is 121 mil that is crazy that is absurd so this is the end of today's episode we'll keep you up Nick uh, we'll keep you updated Look forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening. This is the end of today's episode. Please like, share with friends, and subscribe.